So welcome, 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 so welcome to No Stupid, no stupid Questions. Hello, stupid everybody. This week's up, folks? It's for real. It's with for real. T-Leak like, and Jag. Rah, rah, like a dungeon drag. What's up? No, no <laughs> specific no order. I love No Stupid <laughs> Questions show. <laughs> Can we curse on this show? Do whatever it's we feel. Okay. Time is a question for today. Now, rah, rah, like all right. Stupid. So, Question. No stupid question. Welcome to this episode. My first question is, who are you? No stupid question. Hello, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of No Stupid Questions. No stupid questions. (laughs) The show where you have. Two smart people and one stupid question, or so we thought. Yeah, so we thought, so we thought. We've been having some toughies, I'll tell you that. They ain't been stupid at all. No, it's it's tough times we're living in right now. Um, But I think you're going to like this question. Like it? Or yeah, you're going to be able to talk about (laughs) it. Enjoy the discourse. Enjoy the discourse. (laughs) So, T. Lee. Yes, sir. Does the current racial environment piss you off more than COVID-19? Well, yeah, I mean, I can't, I can't be mad at a, at a virus, can I? Um, although I can't be mad at the way we've gone about it, I, I will say that. So, um, yeah, the, the current racial environment has me kind of, I have to say, as, as, the, as, the, as the young ones say, feeling some kind of way. Okay. Okay. So, um, so I would say pissed off would be included in those feelings. And in some kind of way. And um, yeah, I think it does exceed the piss, the, the, what, what is it? The levels of passivity <laughs> that yeah. I had with it's COVID-19. Pretty, it's pretty high right now. So I'm, I'm, I'll have to make this an interesting conversation. So I'm going to say <laughs> my levels are equivalent. Mm, so that's a no. That's a no. Okay. It does not piss me off more. Wow. Okay, tell me tell me about that cuz You want me to jump you into know, that first? I thought you, you were going to go. You know. Well, you I know, thought you were going to go into the levels of passivity first. Well, but, I want you to explain it so that the black people out there listening ain't going, "What the?" <laughs> well. You know I'm always with my people. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm always just, on the, I'm trying to keep you with them. So. I, I'm, I'm always on the side of truth and reality too. <laughs> okay. So, okay. I feel that. Um, okay. The reason they're equivalent to me is because I actually see them as the same thing. Oh, twist. <laughs> I assume when we're talking about the racial environment, we're talking about the violence, the un not unprecedented because unfortunately it's been going on for a long time since we landed on, on this continent. Yeah. But um, the levels of violence against black folks and what we're seeing with COVID-19, I I actually think are the result of the same systematic maltreatment of people with melanin in this country. Hmm. Hmm. A different approach. Um, different approach. Always got to come different. Wasn't expecting that. Um, so, so why don't you first tell me, before you react to my answer, 
because I, I know you want to react to my answer, but I want you, I want you to get I want you to get yours out first. Tell me why. Well, it's kind of obvious, but tell tell me tell me why you feel more upset, more pissed off by the racial environment that we're in right now. And and I think it has to do with how we're approaching the situation. Um, I I don't think that. Um, Let me let me get my thoughts together. Yeah, get it together. <laughs> I, I, and I, I first will, breathe. I, I need you to breathe. Calm yeah, down. Yeah, we, you know, and and you know, I'm I'm I miss self care, and I try to eat my own dog food and walk my own talk. Right now, I am struggling. Um, I mean, I get emotional because I do feel like I'm on an emotional uh, edge right now. Um, well, you know, we, we, we try to um, entertain a little bit. We try to educate a lot. Um, or we try to learn together, I should say, because uh, we're all on the journey together. Um, but sometimes you, you, you do get emotional. And uh, this is an emotional time. You know, I, I, I am one um, who probably to a fault usually hides his emotions. Um, but I've been emotional this last couple of weeks. And, mm. and so I don't think we need to be afraid to let our audience know that, that we're human. We feel things too. Um, we're going to try to keep the conversation at a high level, but you know, every once in a while you have to, you have to breathe and take a deep breath and a sigh and maybe fight back a tear. So yeah, that's, that's um, just how it is right now. And maybe sometimes you don't need to fight back a tear. Maybe and, you need to and, let it and, out. And again, that's, that's some of my um, shortfalls thinking about <laughs> fighting back tears. <laughs> Just got to let them flow sometimes. Um, so uh, I, I look at, and I think I started it out by saying with COVID-19, it's a virus. I can't get mad at a virus. I can get mad at maybe how it was produced. And, um, but produced. as, as a, as a, oh, no, I know. I don't want to go down that path, yeah, but I don't, so I don't, I don't know how, I don't know if it was just bats mating with chickens or, <laughs> Uh, but I, I'm not going to be mad at the virus itself. I also feel like, just like you said, the situation that has resulted in the disproportionate effect on Black people and people of color uh, with COVID-19 is, um, is, is, is based on historic bias and injustice within the, the healthcare system. Um, as well as the housing system as well. So there's a number of kind of systemic institutions that, um, or institutions that have sort of systemically been affected by, by racism. Um, so I feel like that was something that it, it's been shining a light. Right. I guess with the current racial environment, I feel like the light got... Um, the spotlight was put on what was going on because as you said it's not it's not new and people decided to double down and that's what pisses me off is that i i don't even know how to articulate it but in that arena i feel like in the in the 
COVID-19 arena, I guess maybe it's because it's not as blatant. You know, people are talking about the numbers, but we got, we got sort of the, the overall problem is that because everybody's dying, right? But with this, what we decided to do was to have everybody get affected because now with the protesters, the police have been, you know, um, shooting rubber bullets at, at, at white women, at Hispanic men. At, so, so now they have, they've actually brought other people into the fold. Um, whereas I feel like, you know, we, we had this concern, but it was, it was broader. So it, I, I guess the, 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 the spotlight wasn't on the race aspect. And I feel like this is a, it's almost like a, a civil war kind of versus um, not, not to, not the, not the verses that's Erica Badu and, and, uh, Jill Scott we're talking about. She's outstanding, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's another show we need to do. They scraping the bottom of the barrel with that. But anyway, that's me just trying to, trying to avoid this topic. <laughs> so let me ask you, I, I mean, you, 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 you said something there that, um, I have not felt, um, and, and you said that people are doubling down, um, Explain how you feel people are doubling down. And, and when I say people doubling down, I assume you're talking about hate and, and more particular, um, white oppression of other people. Yeah, I feel like there's more trying to explain away these things. Not, you know, on the COVID-19 side, I guess I see, um, I mean, it's like the president doubling down on you know, uh, there's good people on both sides. You know, there is, you know, oh, uh, you know, the gentleman in Atlanta, he was drunk. Yeah, he shouldn't have reached for that taser. Oh, I mean, there's just all kinds of rationale, uh, you know, that is, I mean, in, in sp certain cases, particularly, you know, we're talking about George Floyd and Brianna, I, I can't even envision what your rationale is for anyone to have the result that they had. Um, and, and yet there seems to be, you know, I don't know if you've seen the, the, the Dave Chappelle special. I don't know if I would right. call it a comedy special. It was more like a let, let him rant and, you know, put his, put his, put his, yes, put his spin on it, which he, yeah. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to stop doing tangents, but yeah. Um, I, I, yeah, I, I feel like it's, it's almost like there is a backlash to this, this being, um, focused on. And I think with COVID, I didn't feel that same backlash. It was almost like I'm being pushed on the defensive as it relates to these cases in Black Lives Matter, where I'm, nobody's ever come for me with, you know, the, the, the statistics that say that, um, you know, more, more people have, more people of color are dying proportionately from um, COVID-19. So does that answer your question about the... That, that answers my question. Um, and, and um, you know, it's interesting. People always want to justify their actions um, and their feelings and their position, you know, you know, it's funny when, when my when my dad speaks of affirmative action, um, he talks about how the white institutions have affirmatively affirmatively helped themselves and each other 
up until the point where they decided to try some, some of them decided to try to level the playing field. And he says he's against all that affirmative action that white folks have been giving each other for, for hundreds of years. Um, <laughs> and if their grandfather and great grandfather didn't have the affirmative action they had, the playing field would have been level a long time ago. Um, mm. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's a tough situation. There, there are a lot of people who, the, first of all, the, People that are evil, you can put them on the side. I don't know what you do with evil people. Um, you're not going to change them. You're not going to educate them. You're not, love is not going to win them over, uh, in my opinion. Um, but then you have ignorant people. And I call them ignorant in a loving way. They think they are enlightened, uh, but they just don't understand how they got to where they are or don't appreciate how they got to where they are. Um, I think those are the people that you may have a shot with. I think those are the people who don't double down. They may stay quiet, um, but hopefully they're not doubling down. And if they're doubling down, it's, it's because they just don't know. Um, and I know that doesn't, that doesn't excuse anyone's actions or anyone's words. Um, but I think those are the people where, where there is some hope that, that you can convert them. And now when I say that, um, you know, it's interesting. My, um, my older sister was born four days after Martin Luther King was shot and killed. Um, and when Martin Luther King was shot and killed, my mother had a serious conversation. Uh, it was too late at that point. It was four days. But she had a serious conversation with my father about, do we really want to bring a child in this mean, hateful world? Um, hmm. The other day, so 52 years later, uh, I showed her a picture of my kids. We we went to see, we went to the George Floyd um, visitation, uh, uh, viewing of his body. Uh, my oldest child, who's four, who just made 14, wanted to go. And um, they made shirts and they made a banner. And my son's banner said, my skin color is not a weapon. And when I showed that to my mother, she uh, became very emotional again because she never thought in her wildest dreams that 52 years later we'd be dealing with the same issue she was dealing with in 1968. Um, so it's really questionable about what has changed, whether anything has changed. And if nothing has changed in those 52 years, how do we expect it to change in the next three, four, or five? Well, and I, so, so tell me this, um, I think that relates to the um, the the question that I have, which is um, that that's that's what's more that's what is more um, angering about this. Um, it's not. There are certain things that you you kind of you accept that yes, this is a circumstance, but we're all working to make it better. And the doubling down, what I'm hearing is that in much louder tones, this is not a problem. So I feel like. In all honesty, you were talking about the people that are silent. There's no silence anymore. There's no silence. And that's why I'm worried about going out 
in the street because I know that I need to speak up. So at this point, not speaking up is um, being complicit. And we all have to speak up um, about how we're feeling, um, about what this is doing. Um, there was a, a, a the AT&T CEO gave a speech and this was after I think Michael Brown and it was, he was talking about how he had a best friend, a best black friend. <laughs> Who, yeah, lived in his neighborhood and, you know, their kids vacation, they vacationed together, the kids went to camp together, blah, blah, blah. And not until they had a program at their church where this black person stood up and talked about the issues that he went through in their neighborhood, at their local stores, at, the, you know, how he was treated like any old black man, not, I think he was some, some, you know, doctor, you know, very, very well to do. Not until he heard these stories coming from someone that he knew, so he could personalize it. And he knew an individual that was experiencing that and not the statistics, right? And not the, the them, some people that he didn't really know and couldn't really relate to. He heard that from that person. And he said, that was the first time that I understood that this problem was as pervasive as it was. And I understood the meaning of Black Lives Matter. And he was saying tolerance is actually cowardice. We can't just be tolerant because tolerance has gotten us here, right? Which is the place 52 years later where we're tolerating it. And so that means, you know, it was, it was under the covers ultimately but now we're pulling back the covers and we got the same scars and the same bed sores. And you know what I mean? So we've just tolerated them. We actually have to go into a process, an active process to heal things. Um, and I say heal. And, you know, sometimes that requires some lancing. <laughs> I'm going with the bed sores analogy. Um, <laughs> and that may require some, some things that feel really tough and are really hard to do and are very, uh, physically ugly. Um, but I, I don't know how we get around that. Um, and that, that's the reason why it, it's, it's angering. And, and maybe I could use another word. Maybe I could say it's upsetting. Maybe I could say it's, it's more sad. It's this, that whole situation that you just talked about with how your mother looked at it is what gets me with, with COVID-19 again, you know, Virus comes out of nowhere. We say we're working on it. We still say we're working on it. This stuff, we got people saying, we don't need to work on anything. What? So, um, okay, your turn. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. I'm, 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 I'm at a loss for words. Well, I'm, I'm, unfortunately, I don't know uh, how to make you feel any better in this particular moment. Um, because what I'm about to say is probably going to upset you even more. We have a motivation. Wait, wait for it. Let me take a breath. <laughs> okay. Give it to me. We have a motivation to work on it and make things better. We being the minority, the victims, the victims. But what motivation does the majority have 
to work on it and make things better. They're going to do this out the kindness of their hearts. They're going to do it because they want heaven on earth. What's their motivation? And since you didn't answer quickly enough, (laughs) I'm going to suggest to you that the prime motivator that I've ever seen throughout human history has been money and power. And so now you're asking those in the majority to give up some of their money and power for equality. And I don't think humans are, for the most part, wired that way. All right, so let me go back to the original question. Because it sounds like you're going down the the racial environment hole rather than the COVID-19 hole. But, oh, no, I'm sorry. No, because I think the effects of COVID-19 are a product of the environmental racism. Okay. Yeah, and, and I, 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 I kind of want to call cheat on you. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> because I don't disagree that they came from the same environment. But I do think they exist in very separate uh, discussion approaches right now, for lack of a better a better phrase. I don't think. I think the. Go ahead. What were you going to say? I'll admit that I'm taking some leeway with the question. (laughs) Because you want to be. Because I want to take some leeway with the question. (laughs) But um, the results is disproportionate number of Black people dead. The results are going to be a disproportionate number of Black people um, in disadvantaged situations that it's going to take years and years, if not decades, to overcome. So let me let me let me put it this way. Maybe this will convince you. Okay. I agree that the result is disproportionate. I agree the end result is the same. I think that the input is the same. Systemic racism. You don't see videos of callous people, evil people, to use your word enacting cruel acts of violence with COVID-19, right? It's, it goes back to this whole thing about how I'm not, I can't get mad at a virus, right? I can get mad at the situation that the virus, you know, attacked us in, but I, I can get mad at what I'm seeing. I can't even, I can't even say it. I mean, we said lynching the other week and um, that choked me up and I can't even talk about the specifics of um, what happened that was, that was perpetrated by another human being. Um, And for me, that, that lack of humanity that is required for what is going on on that side is much more, like I said, it can be upsetting. It's definitely angering and I'm pissed off about it, but it's more just, it is unsettling. And I think that's why my emotions and everyone's, I'm sure, emotions, I mean, you just talked about it. We're all 
just trying to figure out how we feel. Because when you see someone doing that, to your point, even though, you know, and there's going to be a certain percentage of people who are like, yes, well, we need to love one another. But you, but you got to, even those people, got to stop and be like, what the, f- what are you doing? Before they say, okay, I'm going to try to love you back into the fold. So I think that's, that's the, the difference for me. Um, between the two is that the active perpetrator um, is, I think in, in the case of COVID-19, it's, it's the active perpetrator is a virus, can't get mad. The passive system, yes, you can get mad, but it's hard to kind of attack that. Breonna Taylor, people pulled the trigger. People got no-knock search warrants based off of incorrect information. Or somebody's lying. Postmaster Journal says, nope, no packages delivered there that was suspicious. They say, yes, packages were delivered that were suspicious. That's why we had the, 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 you know, the, the validation to, to go in. I, 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 I don't know. So, and those, none of the people in that case have been charged or arrested, as I understand, right. as, of, as of this show. I, I right. can't, I, I, that pisses me off. That does it, you know, you could tell me about the numbers and I'll get, I'll get low, I'll get angry. But the fact that this specific, we got specific situations where shit is not being handled. That is, that pisses me off more and more. So you may have convinced me because I'm now remembering um, my emotions when I did see the video mm. with George Floyd. Um, and, um, you know, I started the show saying I, I admittedly hide my emotions, but I, I shed a tear that day. I cried when I saw that. Um, and so I, so, and, and the emotion I mean, that, that speaks for itself for me. The emotions were, were very high. So I, I guess I, I have to admit that um, it's been very unsettling seeing the, in, in the racial environment that we've seen these last few weeks. And, and it gets worse. I mean, you know, there was a killing in Atlanta just the other day. Um, yeah. When does it stop? Uh, you know, I, I guess part of my problem is I don't think it ever has stopped. Uh, you may not catch it on on the video, um, but but black people have been disproportionately killed by police um, since the beginning of police organizations. So I don't I don't know when it stops. And that that's what is. You know, we get a vaccine tomorrow, next year, whenever. And we're a little better off. I don't even know where to begin. Um, especially given what you, you were talking about with your mother and knowing this stuff has been around for way, way, way too long. The same stuff, same shit, different day. That, that is, it's very hard for someone to just carry on knowing that 
stuff's not getting better. That's, that's, I mean, that's, I feel like that's like telling somebody you have a disease. So COVID-19, but you'll never get over it. You'll always continue to suffer. You don't know when, what day you may feel like you're at death's door or it may kill you entirely. So you're going to tell me that I have this disease and actually, so it's only black people. We the only ones who have this disease, but we're not going to do nothing about it because there's only black people that have it. That is, oh, so if, if that had been the case with COVID-19, only black people get it. We're not going to do shit about it. That would have rivaled this situation for me. That, that is what this situation to me, the, if it was analogous in the COVID-19 situation, that would have been it. And that, but that's not, we got a very specific thing that, that I don't know what to do for the overall thing, but again, what pisses me off is the specific situations where nothing is being done. And on the converse, where people are standing up and saying, fuck you, you're wrong, ain't nothing going on. So, you know, I know we try to keep it, keep it clean for the kids, but, you know, Candace, um, I'm sorry, I know you, she said, oh, I'm so excited that Dave Chappelle mentioned me in his special. No, that was not a compliment. So that you know, I, I'm always looking for a silver lining. Um, if 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 the battle lines. <laughs> Did you ask your mother about the silver lining? <laughs> well, my mother's upset, and she doesn't like talk. Similar to you, she does not like talking about this. Uh, maybe one day we we can get her to do so, but mm. but today is not that day. Mm. Um, and this is gonna sound again. I don't know how you're gonna take this. But to me, when the battle lines are drawn, your actions become clear. And I think part of the problem that Black people have had in this country is we're always looking for someone else to help us. And yes, that would be nice. That would be right. That's the right thing to do. Uh, we help this country in tremendous ways. It'd be nice if the country did a little quid pro quo and helped us back. Hmm. But I... I don't know how to hold out hope for that, but I do hold out hope for us helping ourselves. Um, I do think a lot of our problems are associated with how we treat, I'm sorry, can be bettered if we circled the wagons and looked out for ourselves a little better. Um, you know, the old thing of circulating a dollar in the black community uh, which doesn't even happen one time. Um, we, we, need, we, need to, we need to figure out how to do that. Um, I, I, don't, I don't know how you ask other people to help you, um, but I do know how you try to help yourself. We need to start helping ourselves. That needs to be the rallying cry out of this. Black Lives Matter and Black people, we need to make that our first priority. Well, and, and I agree with you. I, it is difficult because if we could pull ourselves out of the situations that we're in, I mean, I, I mentioned earlier, I don't want to go out my door and interact with white people. This is where this is putting me. Um, because if they say something backwards, I might... <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't want to say it on on stuff that's going public. <laughs> and you're a lawyer, so you know why. <laughs> yeah, don't don't make it premeditated. I, <laughs> <laughs> I and I laugh to keep from crying. I honestly do. I really, really do, because my heart is hurting so much right now. And I think that's that's the key thing is um I agree with everything you said, and I think we, as Black people, need to support one another. Um, I don't, I don't, I, I, I don't think that a single-pronged strategy is going to work. I think that we need to certainly focus on ourselves because we are all hurting right now, right. and so whether that's you know, calling people that may be, especially during quarantine, that may be alone and checking on them um, because this is just a very emotional time. And there are a lot of people who are going to, the, the emotional break is, is right there or has already happened. Um, and there are people who are going to be going back to work and dealing with those same people that use it. Like you said, we ain't going to convince them and they will have to deal with them. Or finds another job, and that may or may not be easy. So I think the, the, the reality is that we've got to operate on multiple fronts. And, and I think I said this on the last show. I, I reminded people that, you know, our, the people that came before us, and not that long ago, parents, like you said, grandparents. Um, I think Dave Chappelle talked about his grandfather was actually born a slave. Um, they did a whole lot to fight for their freedoms. And we also did a show on economic empowerment versus civil rights. Well, we did all the civil rights work and there's still a lot of ways to go, but we can take in our own hands the economic work. And I do think that those should both be done, but I, to rephrase what you said, I would prioritize our own self-empowerment economically. And that will give us more options as it relates to all these other things that we have that may give us the businesses that we need to give that job to someone that needs to quit to not deal with the white person that is not going back down with their random ass opinion. No, we will, we will be, and you alluded to it earlier. We will be remiss in, in not acknowledging the white and Brown brothers and sisters that have marched with us and have taken some of those rubber bullets. Um, Cause I think those numbers, and there's some hope in this, that those numbers are higher than they've ever been throughout history. Um, walking alongside and protesting alongside. Um, but, and that's nice and we need that. Um, but I guess what I'm saying is we can't count on that as a well, people. We, and, need and, to, we need to lean on ourselves. And I'm going to ask them right now. And I've heard, some people express this, um, some of those other, you know, um, particularly white people that are allies, um, you got you to gotta give us a minute. Um, if, if we come at you, <laughs> if we argue with you, I'm not going to say, you know, we're not going to, you know, bite your head off. It, it, you you got to understand where we are right now. Um, and, and, you know, if you use the analogy that I, I said, which is that we're the only ones getting this. And we appreciate that, but you are not in the same situation. So just understand that. We appreciate what you're doing, 
Um, but, but be ready to be a listening ear. And sometimes that ear might get a little beat up. Um, and, you know, be ready to duck too. <laughs> but that don't mean we don't appreciate it. I, I said that. I said, I know, I said that? that. I, okay. <laughs> you like Because I don't know how much ducking you're going to make people do. So I got to reinforce the other side as well. Yeah. So, so um, you know, these are tough times and these are tough shows. Um, you know, it's not easy to talk about this, um, but, but we have to talk about it. And um, we always try to have a call for action. Um, and I'm having a little trouble succinctly saying what that call for action is. I, I think I think we will. I, I mean, I think personally, the economic empowerment call is 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 major. We have to we have to respect ourselves and respect our economic power. Um, I believe there was someone who remarked that, uh, I think I was listening to Van Jones or Peter, and they were talking about how our spending is either the, uh, it's, it's basically in the top 10, obviously not top, like between five and 10, in terms of the amount that a, of a country, that a country spends, something trillion. And so we need to, we need to use that and not just kind of, take that for granted that is power and we are not leveraging it so i hope that there will be some people i mean you know maybe we'll we'll get together with some people jack and i are always talking about how we always get embroiled in <laughs> different initiatives but maybe there'll be some people who'll come out with some very specific things that we're going to do to funnel that stuff back in but in the meantime there's buyblack.com org. I don't remember if it's .com or .org. There's a number. The Village, um, I think, is another one that you know uplifts and, and spotlights Black businesses. You can find them, I think, all over the place. There are newspapers that are doing articles on Black restaurants that you can patronize. Um, so this is where we need to take the extra effort to 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 try to spend our dollars where they will be recirculated back in our communities in black hands. So that I think is, is the call to action because there's- so let, so let me just piggyback on that. Let me, let, me, let me just say what the number is out loud so everybody understand. African-Americans spend $1.2 trillion annually. Did you get that number? 1.2 trillion. Annually. We have some power there. Yes. We need to use it. Yeah. We need to use it. No stupid questions. Take care of yourselves. Another... Love y'all. You can ask any question that you want or don't ask no stupid ass questions. <laughs>